From Sales Loft Podcast, it's No Nonsense Sales with your tour guide through the alphabet wilderness of sales jargon, Tom Boston. Would you believe it? It's episode 17 of No Nonsense Sales and this week we are talking about the term qualified leads. You'll hear this one a lot in sales. It's a question you get asked by your manager or by your AE if you're an SDR. Have you qualified this lead? Uh, yeah, I think I think so. I think I've done all the qualification. No, 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 no. Have you properly qualified this lead? Is it properly qualified? I, I always love the back and forth in sales internally because there's so much of it. And is a lead ever properly qualified? I think you learn this as you go through your sales career. It's a tough one. Even the prospects that will openly tell you that they're qualified might not turn out to be completely qualified. Even the prospects that tell you they've got budget and they've put it to one side, they might not be qualified. Yet yeah, we've got no, we've got budget for this. Yes, a hundred percent. I'm the budget holder. I've actually got a big bag of money with your name on it, and it's already designed. We're good to go. No problems. And two weeks later, oh, sorry, oh, the bag's empty. No, it's been elsewhere, allocated elsewhere. Apologies, these things happen. Let's delve into then this term on this week's show with my wonderful guest, Samantha McKenna. She's the founder of Sam Sales, an all-women team of 11, and she coaches sellers to do their job better. You've probably seen her on LinkedIn. She's everywhere, a proper LinkedIn influencer and I'm so glad that she's on the show. So of course my first question to Sam had to be is there such thing as the perfectly qualified lead? Great question. I think you know I always go back to the the old adage of vamped, right? So thinking about do we have the buyer, do they have authority, or their budget, do they have authority, is there a need? And what's the timing like? When we think about those those four little pieces of that acronym, right? This is how we qualify our leads. A very quick way to say what are they looking for? What's the competition like out there that they're, you know, vetting us against? Making sure that we also have the right buyer, we have the right influence, we do have budget, there's, you know, true bleeding pain and a problem that we've been able to ascertain or um, uncover and teach them about. We want to make sure that lead is qualified across those four things, but we also, again, want to ask, what's our competition like, right? If I'm selling a Ferrari and I say, who else are you betting? And they say, we're going to look at a Prius and a 1970 uh, Miata, I'll be like, Think we're in different ballparks and different functionalities so you want to make sure you ask those questions in advance right so we qualify or even more importantly disqualify those leads as fast as we can take off those happy ears ask the tough questions figure it out quickly great stuff but which is the most important so if i am Whoa. speaking to my manager and he's saying are you sure it's qualified what would be at the top of the list? Because the first one that you said there was was budget, which is my old friend, the BANT acronym. But I also heard competition, need, like what should be number one on the list of is a lead qualified? I think I think need. Um, uh, that's it. You know what? That's a good debate. Um, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say need because if you have need and you have a pain point and there's a challenge or hopefully seven challenges that you guys can solve for the client, you'll figure out the rest, right? You can create urgency and help move that timing along. Budget, we can pull budget from different places. I always think, by the way, on the budget front, when people say we don't have budget, 
people have budget almost all the time people have budget we just have proven value right think about you know january of 2020 how many people didn't have budget for zoom and then in march or april everybody had budget for zoom right so we need to make sure that we've got an, an opportunity to prove that need right and to find that budget and then i think authority will figure out the authority right and by the way i i think you you have to also gauge your time right and protect your time in terms of who you're talking to but we at sam sales we sell to sales enablement leaders svps cro's however right if we get a bdr who's like man man do we need you guys right i can't even tell you how many frustrations we have i'm a top performer i see my peers not doing great things i want to bring you in we'll take a meeting with a bdr we'll work our way up through the ranks right we would love to talk to the cro first right but if we can get our way in with a true advocate and champion and start to noodle our way up in multi-thread, we're going to do it. Yeah, I love that approach. Something I've also taken in my sales career, right? Being able to go to the top level and talking about the conversations you're having with the people on the ground floor who are actually doing the work. And I know exactly what they need. They've told me yeah. X, Y, Z. And now I want to have a conversation with you about the exact same thing so yeah i really do yeah i do love that approach i'm gonna um expand just on one one point there too remember that like especially if you're working with your bdr or your sdr and you're thinking about how to give them credit for meetings and leads that they set up for you think about too the quality of the information that you can get out of someone so a lead right like again if i'm going for that cro title and somebody let's say gives me this happened to us recently somebody gives me an introduction to the chief of staff of hr that's not a really helpful lead for me, but if I look at that person's past and I find out that they used to be responsible for third-party tools, I'm gonna take that meeting because one, it's not a qualified lead, but it is fantastic for giving me information about the organizational structure, about how they make decisions, about budgets they have, about who they have contracts with, et cetera. Um, we recently tried to tee up this lead for, for a sales rep and a partner of ours and a competitor to sales loft and they they turned down the lead because they didn't think it was going to be worth their time so i guess we'll just need to send that to you guys then <laughs> yeah i'll have that one after this uh, recording thank you thank you so much <laughs> no. so my next my next question to you then is is there such thing as a perfect lead and i know that this has popped up in my sales career right you, you speak to someone, you get all excited, right? You're almost jumping up and down. Oh, it's it couldn't be better. They've got the budget. It's the right time. They they love it. Uh, is it too good to be true? Is there such thing as the perfectly qualified lead? I think there is. Um, here's what I'll give you two great examples. So one, somebody who you already have an existing relationship with and who has purchased your solution several times over. So let's say back in the day, I worked for a company called On24. We had a client that I might have brought on my very first year there, and then they changed jobs two years later, and they bought us again, and then they changed jobs two years later, and they bought us again, right? That inbound lead, beautifully qualified. They've already experienced us. They know what it's like to work with me. They know what it's like to work with our product. Fantastic. The other perfectly qualified lead that I love is the person that gunned for you at their previous company that was in a very senior influencing role but just couldn't get it over the line and then changes jobs right it's same thing with on 24 we had that um where somebody wanted to buy us when they were at adobe well adobe had a competing product on 24 and it said you're out of your mind if you were going to spend money on that as soon as that person left she bought us within six weeks so i think there's perfectly qualified leads in terms of somebody's experience not only with your product and with you but also their motivation right their desire to work with you in the past i know that you're really big on 
relationship building. And I see that from a lot of, of your content. Yeah. And I think what that speaks to is the fact that actually, yeah, even if someone isn't kind of perfectly qualified or it isn't a right fit now, actually building that relationship can set you up for success in, in the future. Uh, and, I, and I love that you're a champion of that. I think one of my, honestly, one of my favorite things, and we we do get the right buyer, we do get the right company, but circumstances change where now it's not the right time for them to work with us, right? Whereas right now, a lot of people are going through a tough economic climate, right? And seeing their deals stagnate or slip. That's one of my favorite times to build a relationship because I truly believe in giving first, giving generously, going above and beyond. And I love the opportunity to help somebody, right? To continue to nurture that relationship, to offer them insights and help when we have nothing to gain at the moment um to me that that's that's been one of the core keys to my success you know even sam sales we grew to 160 clients in about three years and everyone's like oh my gosh what did you do for outbound prospecting and i'm like nothing <laughs> it was our relationships and everything that we'd built over uh, that i'd built over the last decade plus so I think, think about those, play that long game, right? And that, that's really helpful, even if the person's not qualified or ready to buy right now. And we're seeing so many people switch roles nowadays, especially recently, right? And again, you never know where they might be in a, in a few weeks, one month's time. So yeah, that's that's really great advice. I love that. Now, my uh, my next question for you is all about red flags. Now we, we hear about this in sales or oh, what are the red flags? What are the warning signs? But what, what do you look out for in regards to a red flag for a lead that might not be qualified correctly? What's the, what's the big one for you that you, your ears will pick up and say, oh, something not right here? Yeah, I think one when, um, when when price is a, a conversation we have very early before we've had a chance to prove value, right? And they say, well, this sounds all great, but how much does this cost, right? So they're quick to ask about pricing. And it's a red flag to me, not because I'm uncomfortable talking about pricing. It's a red flag to me because they might be making a decision based on pricing. So they might not be evaluating the the product or the solution or the consultant, you know, in the right way. Um, so that's one red flag for me. But I think another thing to think about is when they won't allow you to multi-thread. So as you build a relationship, as you continue to invest in them, um, a script we use here, right? So let's say, Tom, we're talking to you and you're like, I am the decision maker. And we're like, that's cute. You're not. Um, but thanks, right? There's like 20 people involved in making that decision. One of the scripts we love to use is, Tom, you love Sam Sales. This is great. We would love to support you. In our experience, having sold so many of these deals, we know that this is going to require executive level sponsorship. It's going to require a bunch of people in your circle to help, you know, influence and make this decision. How can we spark those conversations now? How can we start to get into your executive ranks, right, so that we can prove value and we can help you accelerate this deal? When we ask those questions and if the the, the gatekeeper, the Tom, right, says like, well, I don't think it's really the right time just yet, you know, that's a big warning sign for us as well. I think the other final thing I'd say on that lead, something in fact we just experienced recently, is when they do push back on price, right? When you give them your price and they're like, wow, what sticker shock? Um, that's, a, that's a lot of money. And we're like, you know, we have a lot of expertise. We're worth it. Um, give us a shot. But when we do that and then they say, let's consider it. And then they come back and they say, they ask you 17 different questions. What support is here? Uh, what if we have questions along the way? What if we need more support? Is there a charge for that? because they're already price conscious. And now, you know, they're kind of turning into that customer that gives you the least amount of revenue, but causes you the most amount of work. What is it? 20% of your revenue, 80% of your work, I think is the old adage. So a couple of just a, a couple of warning signs um, there right out of the gate. 
Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because it, it's almost like the red flag would be, I'm the budget holder, I'm the decision maker, uh, I'm interested. Like, those combined <laughs> might even be a red flag because it's like, <laughs> are you sure? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Your great. Turn. Well, um, yeah, completely. Well, uh, I... I do, I do thank you so much for your insights on on today's show. Uh, I know that a lot of people will, would have uh, would have been making notes just like I've been here as we've been speaking. And yeah. you might know as well if you are a regular listener. And again, I can only apologise for this. I end each episode with a song. Uh, and Sam, you've very kindly brought in a song that we're gonna we're gonna end with. So before <laughs> you tell us what it is, can you just, can you tell us why you've picked this song and, and why it is your pump up song? I'll never, I'll never go on uh, on camera to do this, but every time I hear the song, it makes me dance in a really awkward, terrible, unfortunate way. Um, so I love it. It's full of pep and excitement. Um, so good luck to you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, do you want to tell us what the song is, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll go offline and have a bit of a dance to it? Yeah, it's uh, "Electricity" by Dua Lipa. Thank you, thank you, so kind, so kind. Please, please do take a seat. This is my version of Dua Lipa's Electricity, a song that I'd only heard for the first time about four minutes ago. So let's uh, wish, me, yeah, wish me luck, as they say. I feel electric, baby, so electric, baby. Wanna let you know, let you know, ooh. I think I'm ready, baby, I think I'm ready now. Electricity, I'm flowing into you. Feel electric, baby. So electric, baby. Wanna let you know, let you know. Ooh, ooh. Dua Lipa, as she's never sounded before on No Nonsense Sales. And if you would like to hear that track sang the way that it was meant to be heard, you know, with all the with all the notes in the right place, go to the Spotify playlist. No nonsense sales is what you want to search for. And I'll tell you what, while you're there, why don't you subscribe to the No Nonsense Sales Podcast on Spotify or your favourite podcast player or by visiting salesloft.com slash podcast. Podcast.